Hello, folks. This is your host, Ellie Tascari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today, you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome to a new episode of Faith Uncensored. A long time no see, actually, because we took a nice break for the summer. Uh, the kids were home, so we wanted to spend some time with them. Then we had COVID, so that was a little bit forced. Uh, the rest was forced, but we really enjoyed some time together with the family. And so here we are back again. And as we promised you, this is September, and this is um, the point that we start again. And this is so this is episode one, season two of Faith and Censored. Uh, the previous season had something, I think, like 19 episodes, 18 or 19 episodes. It was really beautiful. We had so much fun. We met so many people that we wouldn't have met otherwise. So just that was fantastic. And uh, all these people that we interviewed had a different perspective, a different, um, di- also different anointings. Not that God, God is always the same one, right? Individually, he's given us a slice. Let's say, I, I always like make, to make the example of the cheesecake. It's always cheesecake, right? But you have slices of chocolate, strawberry, some slices of just vanilla. And God is like that. Now, excuse me of being hungry today, but God can be um, somewhat is like that. Let's say God is always the same, but because we are a body, we work together and we function together. So we bring to the table the individual revelation so we can out of that revelation, out of that anointing, we can feed one another because we are a body. All these people that came, so they really um, pour, pour their anointing and we heard their message and we were blessed in the first place. And I hope you enjoyed them too. Some of them are going to come back for season two, so we're excited to have them. And we're going to have new, 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 um, new guests. Uh, so today is the first time I'm flying solo. Uh, it's a little bit challenging for me, but I believe this is uh, what God has put in my heart. To fly solo and to share with you um, some things that um, we, um, God has revealed to us during the season. And uh, uh, among this pandemic, you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of people, especially uh, we've seen a, here in Houston, we've seen a lot of leaders in the body of Christ getting sick with COVID, the Delta variant. And uh, I was thinking about it the other day, the Delta. But Delta, don't you know that Jesus is the Alpha and Omega? Don't you know it? Who are you? Who are you, Delta? Jesus is the beginning and the end and everything in the middle. And when we say the Alpha and Omega, we, may, we mean Jesus, you are from A to Z. Basically, that's the Greek alphabet. But um, who is this Delta that is theirs, theirs touch us? So I want to talk a little bit about that, and um, the subject that I'm going to talk the most today is about the love of God and what He has done for us. And you may say, oh, Ellie, we heard it a hundred times. We heard it thousands of times, you know, we've been in church forever. But I think God is pouring and pouring and pouring a deeper revelation of His love and His intention. So He's showing His intentions. So uh, before I can, I can continue this, I just wanted to tell you that we have a new, t- a new YouTube channel. Please subscribe, like our, um, our podcasts, 
And uh, we're really um, looking for people that can support us in this way, you know, just liking our posts. We are also on Facebook. We are on um, Instagram. And then we are on a bunch of platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. You can listen to us. You just, uh, just Google our Faith Uncensored podcast and you, find, you will find us. And share with friends, share with family, share with whomever you think may, may enjoy this message. We're trying to make it um, less churchy possible, but of course, you know, we're getting better. <laughs> and I've been involved in church for, um, if I tell you, I tell, I'm telling you how, how old I am. And, uh, but it's basically my whole life that is more than 30, let's say that, that. So to go back to the main topic, the love of God in the midst of the pandemic. And uh, God was so good. You know, we were sick. Uh, we've been sick a couple of weeks. And my husband, though he was better right away after two weeks, he didn't have um, any COVID or he was negative. He still was lingering and like uh, he was very tired, fatigued. When it comes to me, I have to say that I really counted 13 days. And on the 14th day, I was up and running. So, like, people saying, you've been lucky. Well, I don't believe in luck. I believe in the love of God. Anyways, um, so, the love of God. I want to read you some verses that talk about the love of God. Of course, we all know the verses in John 3.16 that says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he loved the world. And how? Because he demonstrates his love. And uh, I found this in um, 1 Peter 20. says that God chose Jesus, chose him, Jesus, for ransom before the world began. When we think about the world began, you know, go back in time. Try to do an effort to go back in time. I'm going to read you another verse that confirms this in Revelation 13. It says, Jesus was slaughtered before the foundation of the world. So really go back in time. Uh, we know from uh, historians that the world is around 6,000 years ago. It was, uh, God created the world 6,000 years ago. Now, before the foundation of the world means that he, it was before time existed. Because not the, the world existed in, 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 time, in the time. The, the matter, the world, the physical world exists in, the time, in time, but before the world was, was funded, was founded by God, before the foundation of the world, time didn't exist. This has been something that did, Jesus did in his eternity. He was slaughtered before the foundation of the world, before we were created, before we sinned, before, ahead of, he loved us so much that he, the Bible said that he was slaughtered. And then we see this killing Jesus happening 2,000 years ago. And, but we know that nobody killed Jesus. He gave his life for us. And I, I just want to um, add a few things about the slaughter of Jesus. Because we, some things, sometimes, they, sometimes really things manifest in the spiritual realm and then manifest in this realm where we, we have our five senses, you know, active five senses, it's manifested later. So, but we have these things that happen in the spiritual realm that are more real. I don't know how to say this, but what happens in the spiritual realm is more real than what happened here on earth, let's say it like this, on planet earth, that we can um, perceive with our five senses. So what happened to Jesus before the foundation of the world? My understanding that he gave up his life. 
before for us, before the foundation of the world, before, ahead of time, before we were created. He gave up his life. He, he, he considered his life nothing worthy of death, that not deserving death, but he gave up, he gave up the value of that life. And he, he is God. He is the word of God. Through him, the worlds were created. It's written um, the beginning of the book of Hebrews. So this being, supreme being, I cannot say a person, not a person, not a guy, he's not this amazing being, loved us, pre-loved us, before the foundation of the world to the point that he said, I'll do anything for them. And he gave his life. In a brutal way, he was taken away. But he was found innocent. He died, and together with him died sin. Sin was, was dead. But because Jesus, sin was not innocent. But because Jesus was innocent, God resurrected him, and he was brought back to life. Now, follow me. I know, I hope I'm not too, I hope you understand what I'm saying. And um, um, what I want to say also that the Bible says that Jesus take, said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world, right? He's in John, he's in John 1, I believe. And um, he takes away the sins of humanity because he didn't pick and choose who he wanted to save. He chose all humanity to save humanity. He didn't come here for a few people. He didn't come here to save good people or people that are okay. He came here to save all kinds of people, serial killers, rapists, uh, housewives, uh, CEOs, everybody, kings, queens, prime ministers. He came here to save the world. And he paid for the entire humanity. So, and I have another verse that I want just to, just to, just to think about these things. So it's in Mark 10 that Jesus, it's written that um, the son of man didn't come here to be served, but to serve. Am I saying it right? He didn't come here to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. Now, it always confused me, this concept. Is it many or is it the whole humanity? Many? The, so if it's many, it means that these people are already chosen, you know, predestined. And, but it's not like that. God created us in his own image. So one of the peculiarity of the personality of God is free will. And because we are created in his own image, we have the free will too. And uh, when we receive Jesus, we activate our free will. We decide to follow him. And this is what I'm saying. Many will receive Jesus. But the, the door is open to everybody. Nobody excluded. He came here to take away the sins of the world. Nobody excluded. Everybody, for everybody, this is the, the greatest opportunity of your life, to receive Jesus. You may, have lost, may lose your house. You may lose your spouse. You may lose your children. You may lose, lose all your money in the bank. You may lose, uh, I don't know, whatever you think it's important. And it is, it is important. You know, I'm thinking about my children. It's so important. But if you have Jesus, the Redeemer, he redeems. That's his job. Jesus, the Redeemer. Is his, that's his job. He redeems us back to him. And, and even if we cannot recover the things that we lost, he, he gave his life, life for us so we can get to know the person who created us. We, you know, can, can you imagine you are created and you don't know why and you don't know who and you just 
Why am I here? Why am I, what am I doing? Why, why, why? But Jesus came back for us to, to have a chance, a possibility, not a chance, a possibility. He, the door is wide open and he didn't give us a chance. Let me correct that. He's given us hundreds of chances because he chases us until the day we die. And then, you know, when we die, we will go to whomever we belong to. Throughout our life, God is chasing us. He's knocking to, uh, at our door. And many will receive it. We receive him. Many people will receive Jesus. That's why he gave his life as ransom for many. But the, the door is open for the entire world. The past one, the present one, and people that are coming that are not even born yet. Because he loved us before the foundation of the world. So he could, love, he could love us out of time. It's an eternal love. So isn't that beautiful? I mean, I'm like, still, these things make me tremble. Because who is like that? Who is like that? The, 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 the God who creates galaxies, stars, planets. He created trees. He created all the animals. He created everything. And he gave us infinite infinite intelligence to human beings that we are flying we are flying we are um diving into the ocean there's so many things that we do and god in his love considered us above these things considered us human beings above even above angels that he created us at his own image once i heard this preacher <laughs> i don't remember his name but he was doing this example tried to imagine Adam being created, God being before him, breathing into his nostrils, and Adam opening his eyes and looking around, you know, alive. Before that, he didn't exist at all. And can you imagine all the celestial beings, the angels, the winged animals, you know, the, uh, the beings that are descriptive in Apocalypse, uh, sorry, Apocalypse, Revelation, I want to say. But all these creatures created things looking at what God is doing. And this man that looked just like God, he's been created. He created us in his own image. Can you imagine these people? He created, he created one that looks like him. He created one that looks like him. I'm wondering, Adam say, who are you? Who, are, who am I? No identity and no clue where he was. And I bet God said, I'm your father and you're my son because this is God's identity. He's a father. He's a father and he wants to father all humanity because that's the destiny for every human being to know where they come from, to know their true identity. And, um, and this is such an important thing. I, did, I didn't plan to say this, but really it's so important that we know who we are when we know that we belong to God the Father. Because Jesus has opened a door for us to enter, be seated at the right hand of God in Jesus. We are not seated amongst mortals, let's say. We're not the true place where we find ourselves. It's the heavenly place at the right hand of our Father. This, that's a big difference. And as I was saying, spiritual things are more elevated and more true than things that you can perceive on earth with your five senses. That's a higher truth. We are seated at the right hand of God. But um, let me go back. I wanted to, um, I, don't want, I didn't want to go this rogue in this. But when Jesus died, he came and paid the sins of the world. It was paid. So whatever was linked to sin that had authority to stay with us 
was unchained. Sin is gone. So with sin came diseases, illness, poverty, uh, bad luck, uh, curses, discouragement, hate, depression, suicide, everything. All these bad things, they were attached to sin. Now, sin is gone. It's no more. And these things that I just mentioned, where are they? Where are they? And uh, we had COVID, right? And um, they are still here bugging us. But this is what I want to tell you, that Jesus removed every authority from these things so we can walk in Jesus' Jesus's authority, authority. And these things that I mentioned, so disease, sickness, and uh, poverty, and uh, bad luck, or discouragement, suicidal thoughts, they have no point, and they have no right to stay and to be around our lives, the life of those who give their life to Jesus, because that gives us access to the Father. So what are we going to do about it? I have my friend, good friend, um, Alex Serrano, that I also interviewed um, I think it's an episode called The Beloved, Alex Serrano. And uh, he has always, he prayed for us while we were sick. And uh, it was amazing. These, he was explaining to me that these things are trespassers. And he taught me so many things that I really, that's why, what came up, why I came up with this message. And these things are trespassers. The things that I mentioned, you know, poverty again, you know, Ill, disease, sickness, they are trespassers. And I, they are daring, challenging the word of God. But we have authority to stand up and declare the truth of God, that by his stripes we have been healed, that by, his, by the, the, the crown of thorns, all the mental diseases being taken away, depression, bipolarism, schizophrenia. Jesus nailed them to the cross. He nailed them to the cross. And because Jesus has given his authority to us, we can say, stop in the name of Jesus. We can talk to these things you are a trespasser and you're a big, big, fat liar. I tell my children that the devil is going around with not even clothes on, just co covering his private parts because Jesus has taken, stripped him from all the authority he had, making a public spectacle of him. Everybody laughing at the devil. The only thing that he can do is trespass and lie. So he's not authorized and he's just talking, talking and talking and talking, blah, blah, blah. And if we go after what he's saying, that it could be, even through, you don't have to hear the voice of the devil, okay? It's not that he's going to, he's smarter. You know, it's not going to come into your ears, I'm the devil. Because we're going to say, oh, what are you doing here? Or, you know, uh, but through media, for instance, through the news, he's lying. Because the truth is that by his stripes, we've been healed. And we need to continue to declare that, that truth. We need to be Focused on the truth of the Bible, what the Bible says about Jesus. We need to continue. So, first of all, we understand that these are spirits of infirmity that, for instance, we're going through this pandemic. They are trespassing. This is property of the living one in our lives. And uh, we have power to declare the truth and to remind these entities, spiritual entities, that they don't belong here and continue and pursue. I'm saying, um, I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people and some people are asking me, why don't we see healing? Why don't we see um, these things happening like uh, it's written in the Bible? First of all, I want to say, don't get discouraged. It can be discouraging, so have people praying for you and be your community. Don't be alone. Don't be alone suffering. 
Surround yourself by people that have faith and can pray for you. And another thing, I was just looking how the church evolved through the centuries. And I know that the revelation that we have today is because people fought against tradition, against the world, against all kinds of oppression to have this revelation of God is poured into their spirits. So there was a, they wished they had this revelation. The, the people, the, the, the church of 100 years ago, they wished they had the revelation that we have. They wished they had the miracles that we have. Uh, have you ever seen those videos that people, that their legs grow back? Well, I was one of the person who prayed for somebody and the leg grew back. People 100 years ago, they wished they would have something that we have today. We are seeing the manifestation of the kingdom, the manifestation of heaven happening day by day, getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And I was listening to, um, I really like Sid Roth and um, his program is Supernatural. It's on YouTube. If you look it up, it's amazing. And he was saying, he was actually prophesying how the glory of God is going to become more intense, heavier, there is going to be more glory, more glory, more glory, more glory is going to become uh, manifested on the earth. So I believe that we haven't seen some things because they're not completely, man the kingdom of God is not completely manifested. But Jesus tells us to pray on earth, let uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus is telling us, you need to pray heaven down here, declare the power of heaven on earth, that this may be manifested. People that are praying for heal, healing, they're going to, like this, they're going to be healed in one instant. As you are still praying, you need to continue and don't give up. Don't give up because the evidence here on earth, they don't reflect what's in, what is in heaven. So we need to continue to intercede, to send in the gap for those who are suffering and don't take these as failures. They're not failures. It's your faith. It's your faith. You're going to push yourself in faith and continue to believe that by his stripes, we have been healed. By his stripes, we have been healed. And I was, my friend told me, the devil is going to regret touching you with COVID. He's going to regret it. And I say today, I bet he does. Because the revelation that God poured into me in those days has no price, has no price. We've learned to pray for each other, to stand before the word of God, to stand for what we believe. And we prayed for so many people, for so many people, both in our country. You know, Italy is our, our country of origin. We prayed for so many people last year for, for these people. And we see so many people coming back, almost dead. The doctor said, prepare for funerals. And then a positive test. Out of the blue, a positive test. When there is a positive test, people start hoping again. Keep encouraging people. Tell your friends. If you have people at the hospital, call them. Pray for them. Declare the truth. But by his stripes, you have been healed, my brother. By his wounds, he carried. In, um, I think it's First Peter. He said that he personally carried our sins on himself. Personally, he took care of that. I'll do it as father. I do this personally. I'll take care of this. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg. It's a joke. They crucified him on the cross. He bled every drop of his blood. He was beaten. He was all kinds of stuff, tortured. He died very few hours after the crucifixion. 
when people would last days, you know, on the cross, it was very bad, a bad way of dying. So this is the God we serve. He gave his life. He made himself very little because he loves us so much. He came to us. And uh, we, we have to continue. We have to continue to teach people to pray and to declare the truth of God, to declare that Jesus took away our poverty. Jesus took away depression, bipolarism. He took away that, insomnia. He took that away. He crucified that on the cross. And I'm telling you, those things weren't fine, innocent. That's why God couldn't resurrect. There was no resurrection for them, right? But Jesus was innocent. Therefore, God resurrected him and brought him back to life. And when he came back to life, he said, go to his disciples. In my name now, you will heal the sick, clean the leopard, cast out demons. So this name, Jesus, is so much above every other name. And he, God loves us so much. And really, I pray that even through my words or even through other people talking to you, you will understand the depth of his love that human words cannot explain. Human words cannot say, describe the powerful love of God. How much, how far he will go for you every day. Uh, there was a song of, um, what's his name, Jeremy Riddle. He was uh, one of the worship leaders of, of Bethel, Bethel Church in Redding, California. He wrote a song. It's called Furious. You need to hear it because it says that the love of God is furious. I mean, we lack the words to describe. And this man must have perceived the, the love of God as something furious, furious, so deep, so, so chasing us, so, so knocking at the door. God is at the door. Jesus is at the door and knocks. He doesn't knock like this. I hope this comes into the... He doesn't knock like that. I believe... I cannot do that. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, I believe he just knocks the door like this. I am at the door and I'm knocking. This is the God we serve. He's coming after us. We're not going after him. He pre-loved us. He loved us before the foundation of the world. He loved us before, before that. He's so... His love is so furious. Or you know the song, Reckless Love? That I'm like, God is not reckless. You know, his love is not reckless. But the person who wrote the song, he has perceived this love like crazy. This is incomprehensible. And so he said, this love is reckless. Because we don't have words in the human vocabulary to express the love of God, how much he cares for us, how much he wants to be involved with us in our daily life, the day-to-day, minute-by-minute. He wants to be continuously fellowship with us, fellowshipping with us, continuously. So, you know, don't give up. Don't let your experience dictate who God is. The Bible shouldn't fit your narrative. The Word of God shouldn't fit your narrative. You don't, don't get the Word of God and you, you, you know, like a play doll and you make it fill in the mold, you know, because you want it to shape the shape that you want. This is not like that. You mold, you change according to the Word of God. We change, you know, we don't pick the word of God and we squeeze it to let it fit our experiences or narrative of what we believe of God. So many people don't believe in healing anymore. And it's really sad. It's sad. Not because experiences are, people are suffering. You know, we need to have compassion for people that are suffering and uh, have experiences, experience long period of illness or children that are not healing and, uh, you know, mothers, fathers that are, we, we see them dying and we say, why? I prayed for them. But though you haven't seen your breakthrough, 
That doesn't change who God is. Doesn't change it a bit. God is a healer. God is a true father. And I promise you that we, are see, we will see these things manifested day by day, more and more and more and more. Because Jesus is establishing his kingdom on earth. He talks about on earth as it is in heaven. So he is established his kingdom on earth. So these things are happening because he is coming. I mean, the fact that he's coming and established his kingdom for a thousand years is not a, po it's not a poetic thing, you know, to say that Jesus loves us. You know, it's not a poem. It's not, it's not something that um, has some allegory in any ways. It's a fact. Jesus is coming like he came the first time. He's coming back another time. And he has appointed us to this earth to be his ministers to be his ambassadors and to prepare the way for him. That's why I'm saying these things are going to happen more and more and more because we are preparing the way for him. And though we will go through tribulation, the church is going to be so strong, so full of miracles, so full of um, the power of God, the glory of God manifested. We will be speechless. And we don't have to wait the next generation to experience that, though we want the next generation to experience this, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to me. Persist. And even if it's not happening in your church, or it's not happening in your community, it's happening to you right now. Because revival happens one soul at a time, right? And we are revived. So don't modify. Don't um, shrink the Bible. Don't, don't change it, kind of. I don't want to say that anybody's changing the Bible. But sometimes we want it to fit our narrative or fit our experiences but God is the same today yesterday and forever so I just want to bless you and I'm praying father just I pray that the revelation of your love may be poured to everybody who's listening watching on YouTube to everyone who's listening father right now the revelation to let it be for them and let it be for their children and their great-grandchildren and the wife and the husband Let it be for the extended family of whomever is listening. This is an amazing revelation. Father, we thank you and we bless you. So guys, stay tuned with Face Uncensored. We're not going to be posting um, every week for now. It's going to be every other week. But we have an amazing guest coming up. His name is Bruno. He's an evangelist and he's got an amazing experience to share with us. So stay tuned. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And see us on Facebook, Instagram, and all the platforms uh, like uh, Pandora, as I said, Pandora, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. You can find us everywhere. God bless you. Okay, be bold with your faith. Don't lose hope. Jesus is near.